right? If there's any, if there's any middle ground, because it's just unfair to the women if you have if you have masculine characteristics of any kind, uh, you, you have an unfair advantage. Yeah. Okay. So, but there's got to that. I think there's got to be a lot of research done to, to yes. draw those lines because, you know, women have testosterone. It's yes, just they not, do. Uh, and some at the women same have levels. more than others. Some have more than others. Yes. Uh, therefore, they they're probably going to be. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Uh, I have a big topic for us. Yes. You ready? I'm ready. Here's my question for you. Yeah. If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest animal? The, the rudest. The rudest. Okay. Yeah. That is a big topic. That's There's Man. a lot we can talk about that. Um, yeah, so which animal would be the rudest? Yeah. Certainly the the most snooty. Se- oh, it would be a house cat. Oh, a house okay. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Oh, definitely. A house cat. The F-bomb will be flying oh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, Fluffy, come on. Time to get in your kennel. <laughs> yeah, time to get in a kennel. What are you talking yeah. about? If a cat yeah. could stick up a middle finger. They're, that's, you know, I was thinking almost the exact same I thing. I mean, they're just like, they just turn their head and that. Yes. Yes. So arrogant. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking maybe a llama. Okay. Yeah. You know, you go up to it and like. They already spit on you. They spit on you and they're, they seem to, they appear to be friendly, but just as you're like getting another, they yeah. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, camels are closely related. Camels. Right? I was thinking camels. Because yeah, they're, they're, they do they're, the same oh, sort yeah. of thing. Like, oh, look, a camel. <laughs> You're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a story. In, in, back in Virginia, they have a drive through zoo. Yeah. I, I've been to a few of those. And uh, we <laughs> they had this one llama yeah. that had crazy eyes okay. and crazy jagged teeth okay it was sticking out with its mouth closed oh my goodness it it looked like it was insane yeah like a like a madman llama <laughs> and as we're going through the wagon you can feed these things and it okay. was of course trying to get some food and it's right sticking its face yeah. right in your face trying yeah, to yeah, get yeah. some food and we were we were cracking up laughing because we're rude too i guess maybe so um, so maybe we're the, maybe we're the rudest of all well but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well we don't know because if they could talk it might be different yeah. i'm um, telling you house cat they would say all kinds house of horrible cat. things you know another one that we saw <laughs> that was really rude was an emu emus oh, yeah. are terrible uh-huh. uh we were in a drive through um zoo like that Catherine and i were and this emu was like hissing and grunting yeah. uh, like demanding food from us and oh man that was not good I didn't know they could do that. Rude, rude animals. Very rude animals. Aren't you glad they don't talk? Indeed. <laughs> it reminds me of the Jack Handy uh, quote where he says, um, would, uh, tree, would we be so cavalier about cutting down trees if trees could talk? Yes, I'll bet we would if they screamed at us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway. Yes, moving right along. Let's move along. Um, I actually have a backup topic for us to talk about. Yeah. And that is the issue of transgender women in sports. Yep, it's a big deal. Transgender girls in sports. Okay, so let's start off. That's a huge, this is a huge topic, and yep. we're not going to be able to say all there is to say about of course. it. Um, but let's start off with... Um, by, I want to say before we start the discussion, I want to set aside for now the whole topic of transgender people and ethics re- re- related to transgender people uh-huh. um, as people and in their gender because I really want to talk about sports. Okay, I, I just want to talk about sports, and so let's right. so those, let's leave that aside. Not that it's irrelevant. Of course, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that's why I need to let, let's yeah. hem that in. Let's do it. Okay, um, and so uh, and so, I want to refer to transgender women as women um, that have transitioned from being male 
at birth biologically and then becoming women. And so then they are women. So well, we, we can not we, exactly. Well, not exactly. Uh-huh, That's what yeah. we're going to get to. That's okay. what we're going to get to. But I'm yeah. happy to for this discussion. I want to. I'm happy to call them women for this discussion. That's what I'm saying. Is let's, let's not. I don't want to um, needlessly offend people about and bring everything in. We'll with, offend them on that later. Well, <laughs> if they are offended right. by my view, I don't want to articulate a view I'm, right I'm now you, yeah. that, because I want to talk about sports. Really. Yep. Okay. The thing is, the the truth is that boys and girls um, develop in their physical bodies almost identically in terms of what their bodies are able to do, what their bodies are able to do up until about puberty. Uh Now, uh, of course, some people are faster, some people are stronger, some people are taller, but there's not a whole lot of difference between boys and girls up until puberty. But when puberty kicks in, the difference in uh, athletic ability of the bodies of boys and girls, men and women, is humongous. Absolutely. Humongous. So during puberty, um, if you compare boys and girls, men and women, men are going to have larger hearts, larger lung capacity. They're going to be stronger, faster. Um, Men's hips are going to be narrower. um, And they're going to be taller. Greater bone density. Greater bone density. And so... Uh, there's just a, a humongous difference. And at the elite levels, it's very easy to see. Right now in the world, there are 2,000 men right now in the world who are faster in the 100-meter sprint than the female world record. Yeah. Uh, well, you know that, that our our female soccer team is, is a great female soccer They're team amazing. in the world. They're amazing. Uh, they um, have been beaten by a high school boys team. Uh, is that right? Pretty easily. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, the, it's wow. just the, the, the differences are true. Now, some people don't like that. Yeah. That irritates them, okay. but it, it is a reality of Let our Let me give life. you one more. That's, that's a pretty phenomenal example. Yeah. Let me give you another example. Um, Serena Williams, um, you know who Serena Williams is. Of course. She, yeah. she and her um, sister are some of the best uh, tennis players of all time. Um, and r- famously, they said, uh, I think it was Serena that, that claimed that no man ranked outside the top 200 could beat either one of them. Hmm. And this guy, Karsten Brosh, I'm not sure where he's from, um, was ranked 203rd in the world at the time. Yeah. And he, he said, all right, let's, let's play. Let's try it out. Yeah. And he beat Serena 6-1 to one and Venus 6-2. to two. Uh-huh. Uh, This was when they were ranked at the very top. Right. It's just like there's nothing, there, there's no comparison between men's bodies and women's bodies in terms of athletic, athletic ability. ability. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's, it's amazing. Um, the other thing that I want to say about this as we get in, uh, uh, well, the next thing I want to say, I guess, is that I want to acknowledge the value that sports has for all people. Okay. Especially boys and girls growing up. Right. Sports is so important. You've been a coach before. Right. Um. I have been a, when I was growing up. I, I was a player on a soccer team for a long time, and you know, very, very formative experience in my life. And you've talked at length with me about um, how, as a coach, you've been able to transform. You coach mostly boys, I think. Is that right? Yeah, mostly boys. Mostly. Uh, well, and they're younger. It's co-ed, you know. But yeah, uh-huh. um, as we've gotten older, I've coached my sons in in soccer, baseball, and basketball. Yeah. And I was probably best at basketball. That was the sport that I loved. Yeah. Um, and the so many lessons to be learned. Yeah. How to how to win with grace. How to lose well with grace. And and how to um, play as a team. How to be unselfish. How to yeah. stop seeking glory. How to work hard. Yeah. How to push your body and know that that you think that you're at your limit, but you're not close to your limit. Right. And a coach right. can push you past that. Right. The discipline. Yes. Um, the respect of other yes. people, particularly your coach. Um, and then self-respect. Oh, yeah. There's so much kids who play sports, sports. Kids who play sports have better mental and physical health than their peers. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. It's good for everybody. Okay. I want to get into the history some, because I think that that's really illuminating of how society has dealt with trans women in sports. But just before I do, let me say um, that there are a few immediate fears that people have of trans women in sports that I think are just absolutely ridiculous. One is, I've heard people say that trans women are, are just men 
who want to get into women's locker rooms. Okay. And see women changing or taking a shower or whatever. Um, I don't know of a single example of that kind of thing happening. And trans women undergo so much uh, ridicule and mocking and just derision in our society. I can't imagine anyone going through that. And I don't know of anyone who's gone through that in for the purpose of sexual gratification of some sort. So you're... You're talking about people who have actually taken the hormone therapy, had surgery, have tried to completely transition from all one gender to the next. Because there are really sad examples of people who, quote, identify as a female and invite themselves into these spaces for just that reason. There's something in the news uh, recently okay. about a man who flipped out at, at some uh, county meeting or you know municipality meeting okay. because his daughter had been raped in the school bathroom by a boy who claimed to identify as female, got access to the female restroom and raped his daughter and uh, sodomized her, mm. uh, forced mm. fellatio, and has done this in other places as well. Wow. Uh, so he was, you know, they, they transferred him, they, they covered it up, and, and he did the same thing again. Okay. Okay, so then this dad flips out, and you know what happens? Um, people captured on their phones, and they, it went viral as an example of, uh, of toxic masculinity. Oh, and, my goodness. Uh, yeah, and, and a That's... white, angry guy, you know, flipping out again. Um, and this, this is... Boy, don't get me started on that. Yeah, that's uh, awful. So now he's in big trouble for flipping out. <sighs> but he was they were not listening to to they're his defending, concerns. They're defending yeah, this because of our culture. Rapist. Yeah, because of our culture, uh they're saying, well, the, people have a right to to this identification. Okay. So that's a different matter. That sounds to me, I don't know the story that you're yeah. talking about, but that sounds to me like someone who is a boy or man uh that is just living that way and then says one day, oh, because of I, mean, I just saw a girl go in there that I want to rape, and so now I'm going to identify myself as a as a woman, as a girl, so I can go in there. Well, or yeah, or he just says that more systemically because um, he can get away with it now, right? Right, right, so right, right. Th- that that really is a different topic. That's a different than topic. Someone who and that has is not gone through the surgeries. No, and I'm the, talking about someone who uh, is genuinely um, transgender, a genuinely. That's someone who I don't think that's, that person is is uh, struggling with their gender identity at all. That's uh-huh. not what it sounds like. Right. Again, I don't know the story. I'm talking about someone who really is struggling with their uh-huh. gender identity um, in a culture that that's not very welcome usually, although it's becoming much more welcome. Okay. So um, there, it's look, we can at least say it's very unlikely that they would go through all that right. for the sake of of some sort of perversion. Right, to, right, right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. What was your next so, point? Yeah, so the other thing is that um, there is a some fear that this is a massive problem, that, that there are um, thousands and thousands and thousands of boys and men trying to compete in women's sports, and I don't think that's true either. In fact, I know it's not true. Um, th- it happens. It does happen, mm-hmm. but it is very rare. It is very rare. And in fact, as we go through the history in just a minute, you'll see that, the, that there are examples of it happening, but we can, uh, I mean, you can almost get a timeline of the last hundred years of examples of it happening because it doesn't happen very often. Uh-huh. It's not a pervasive problem. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of... Um, historically. Historically or even now. There are examples of, uh, well, well, many, many, many states, most of our states now, I think over half have bills being presented, and some of them have recently been passed, like in Texas, I think in the last week, Texas signed the bill into law, preventing this from happening, transgender women from competing in in, uh, high school athletics, um, or K through 12 in the state. Um, And lots of others are doing this. But um, those who are opposing the laws are asking the question, uh, can you give us one example, one example of one time where... It, this ever happened in our state, and almost universally, no one can give an example in any state of a transgender person of a transgender woman uh-huh. competing and beating all the girls or whatever. Now there is an example, um, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But they all point to one example, and it's in Kentucky, uh, uh, Connecticut. Excuse me, Connecticut. Okay, but we I think it it warrants saying that um uh, for people who don't know biology or understand what's happened here that someone who has uh has 
taken hormones uh-huh. and developed breasts yes. because of those hormones. Yes. And has uh, surgically removed their genitalia and, and has a surgeon create new genitalia. Yeah. And they let their hair grow long and they start wearing makeup and maybe have uh-huh. some plastic surgery. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, the... the the innards, you know, the right. heart capacity, yes. the lung yes. capacity, the bone density, that's all still it's man. All there. Yep, totally. It's still masculine. So uh, just because they change their genitalia and they now identify as a woman doesn't make them physically correct a, a woman. Correct. And so, yeah. yeah when it comes exactly to athletics, right. th- it's a very unfair advantage. Yes. Yes. That's right. Compared to women. That's right. Right. That's right. Let's see. One of the first examples of this really happening and catching... Uh, on the world stage, and everyone really looking at it, was in the 1936 Olympics in Germany. Um, that's in the Nazi Germany. And one of the German athletes, uh, Dora Rajan, I think that's her name, she was 17 years old, and she placed fourth in the high jump, in the women's high jump. Turns out, later on, uh, she, it, it was, uh, became public that she was born intersex. And doctors didn't know. This is one of the few. We need right. to, if you haven't listened to our episode on intersex, you should go back and find that in the in the podcast feed because it's really, really helpful. Yeah. She was one of these people, one of the very few intersex people that you really could not determine the difference. Uh-huh. And so she was um, raised as a girl okay. and competed in girls' sports. Uh, but then she, by, by, as she was going through puberty recognized in herself that she felt like a boy and had genitalia of both a boy and a girl, a man uh-huh. and a woman, raised as a woman, competed in the Olympics as a woman, got fourth place, and then later as she um, came to a sense of herself, said, you know what, I really have, since puberty, wanted to live my life as a man and made the choice to do that. And when that happened, it, it made... Then there were big stories about that, and mm-hmm. that's when the Olympics started checking to see right. if women athletes were actually women. And the way they did that was by having the women athletes uh, to parade in front of doctors who were all men naked. Uh, okay. not all Not all women athletes had to do that, but many of them did. And they were had to be examined by a panel of doctors to determine their gender, their sex. Which uh, your external genitalia is only one indicator, right? Um, but that's what happened. Because yeah, okay. And you're exactly right. Because uh-huh. that goes back to the intersex. Um, let's not right. rehash all that. Because yeah, that's, yeah. please go back and and if if this is confusing to you, you. But you're exactly right. Because people start to learn, understand better about intersex um, issues, the, that naked parade, it was sometimes called, um, was banned in 1968, and the Olympics went to chromosome testing. Okay. Which another, we know now. Another good indication, but not the only. Not the only one. Not foolproof. Um, that's right. Yep, okay. But that's what they went to. Okay. Which, honestly, that's better than having these women athletes right. have to... Strip down, disrobe, and be examined by a panel of doctors. Right. That's awful. Well, in terms of women's sports, in 1972, uh, Title IX in the United States uh, was enacted, which bans sex discrimination in federally funded education programs, which is most education programs. When it happened, about 5% of girls, and we're not talking about transgender girls now, we're talking about girls, 5% of girls participated in sports. And now it's about 43%. Currently, it's about 43% of girls participate in organized sports. Okay. Um, which is, I think, wonderful. I, think, I, I, I don't think anybody can argue that that's actually a really, really good thing for society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is, would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm going to skip a couple others that I had here. Um, in 2003, the Olympic Committee said, okay, Chromosome testing, we're not doing that anymore. Now what we're going to do is trans athletes need to have uh, three things. They need to have um, sex reassignment surgery, including uh, external genitalia. Mm -hmm. They also have to have a legal recognition of their gender 
and so they have to have like a driver's license or something that uh, with the, with a, mm-hmm. their gender, and they have to have hormone therapy for more than two years. Mm-hmm. And if you have all those things, then they say you can participate. I disagree. Why? Because the the second I'm with you, but yeah, why? <laughs> for what I said earlier, that the, what's happened inside their body has already happened. Right. So they, they already have an unfair advantage. Exactly. So yeah. you get these these people who go through um, male puberty, and so you've got the um, better bone density, a bigger heart, a bigger lung capacity, stronger muscles. They've done lots of studies that show that even when you take hormone therapy to suppress your testosterone, um, then your muscle size stays the same. Yeah. If yeah. if you continue with the with the uh, what you're doing, yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's 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 um and and really, not only is it about equity, you know, yeah. like what's fair, yeah, um, but it's about protecting women, yeah. You know, I I remember reading a star a uh, story about a woman who was in a, a mixed martial arts battle mm-hmm. with a, a either former man or a man who is identifying as a woman or. Something that I can't remember exactly the, the nature of this, but uh, a man. Okay. Okay. And she was beaten uh, so badly that her skull was fractured. Wow. They had to take her to the hospital yeah. for surgery yeah. and everything. And she said she had never felt so dominated in any MMA battle uh, ever before. Yeah. This this is atrocious. When, this is a beating our women. I mean, just. You for know? MMA, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, there there are other combative sports. Other, other combative sports, yeah. Yeah, or, or just think about the injuries. We've talked about football and yeah, injuries totally. there. And, I mean, it, it, lots of injuries happen in sports. And sure, sure. It's just not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's going to ruin women's sports if it continues. In the 2016 Olympics in Rio, Castor Semenya um, was, is an intersex person who has uh, spent her entire life as a woman, but intersex. And XY chromosome, but has spent her entire life as a woman. And she won uh, multiple Olympic medals that year. She's won multiple world championships. And uh, and so then there's a big question about that. So um, the Olympic Committee now is saying that you just need to have, uh, you be, need to have your testosterone limits below a certain amount uh-huh. it, uh, uh, in the numbers range that would be typical for a woman for at least a year. That's their standard now. But like we said, I don't. I don't think that's adequate. Yeah, um, I mean, it's 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 improving. It's getting closer to the heart of the issue. Yes, but the the changes have already occurred that right. are significant. The bodies are different. You have the unfair advantage. Yes, in uh, between 2016 and 2019 in Connecticut, these are the this is the Connecticut sprinters I was talking about. These two sprinters, Terry Miller and Andrea Yearwood, uh, combined the two of them. They were friends combined to win 15 championship races and set all kinds of records as sprinters, the high school sprinters in Connecticut. And the two of them now hold a ton of women's records in the sprinters, in the sprinting category. Um, And they were able then to go on to the New England championships um, and that sort of thing, which is where a lot of like uh, uh, the coaches for colleges are looking for their scholarship athletes. And so these two... Um, people who grew up, both of them grew up as boys and made a transition in high school, but still, uh, you know, they're, they've got, they went through male puberty and they have, in Connecticut, there was and is no requirements for testosterone, no requirements for any sort of gender reassignment surgery or anything like that. And so they, with, with no medical intervention whatsoever, they just said, we're living as girls now. We're we are girls now, so we're going to participate mm-hmm. in girls' sports. And for the two, uh, and they just completely dominated the state. Yeah, now these are the examples that I've heard yes. over and over, over again. Over and over and Not over Not just again. in Connecticut. Uh, I mean, I think that th- I've heard this, I mean, like this MMA story. I've heard stories like this time and time again where someone has, in some way, identifying as a female. Right, right. It's somehow... It, to me, it's beyond rational thought that, said, that people yeah. would allow a man to so thoroughly dominate a, a woman in sports right. because he identifies. This, 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 our society has gone nuts. It has. In this way. Absolutely. This is crazy time. So now we have, um, uh, like I said, a whole bunch of U.S. states that are contemplating or recently passed uh, bills to prevent this from happening in are uh, high school sports. Well, uh, K through 12. K through uh-huh. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think you and I are pretty much in agreement that these uh, people with men's bodies should not compete against women. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I can't believe we have to have this conversation. To me, it is so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they are absolutely different, and they should not be competing in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Period. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Now, what that means then is where can, here's the, here's the question then, where can a person like that compete? Well, there are all kinds of uh, athletics. And play sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when, when you mix in like big money, yeah. like big professional money, which for most sports is only a handful of sports. It's not all sports. Yeah, it's very few. Um, but you can, in every category, get advertisements and make big money. Sure. That is, of course, a motivation that the whole world is corrupted by. And so, um, if but there are lots of opportunities to play sports where there's no money involved. Sure. I mean, that's that's all that youth sports is, right? I mean, yeah. you, you go out and you have fun, or you do, you join a club. Yeah. You join a co-ed club, and you play some some sport that is not going to brutalize uh-huh. another human being uh-huh. um, because of your unfair advantage. Uh, you, playing sports, there's so many ways to do that. Yeah. You want to be on the world stage, uh-huh. then you're going to have to fit the right category. I'm sorry. Okay, so the right category. Yeah, if, you've been, if you have secondary characteristics as a man, you need to compete in the man's category. Yeah, I, well, I'm I'm with you, and uh-huh. I, th- I'm, I, I, I let's see, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit, Go although ahead. I am yeah. absolutely with you. Right, right. Okay, okay. So what about what um what about this um, woman in the 2016 Olympics, intersex, who has spent her entire life as a woman, and then it's, and, and she's th- this is who she is, and is then but, and is able to beat all the other women. In running, well, uh, the, the intersex category is the is the the issue. Okay, uh, because uh, but like I said in that in that episode, uh, most people very heavily lean one way or the other. Yes. Um, so we can we can probably have a delineation line. I mean, the government does this all the time, uh, from like how much rat hair is allowed in your hot dogs. Sure. To, anyway, they, I mean, they they set limits. Some, the, the answer is yeah, that there, limit there, is not zero. Yeah, exactly. There is some rat hair in your hot dogs, people. Uh-huh. Um, but the government says, well, you can only have this much right. rat hair. Um, so setting limits is something that they do all the time. Sure, sure, sure. And with with some with good some good studies about testosterone levels in in quote naturally occurring women or uh, you know that's that's the wrong phrasing I think because intersex is uh, you know. It happens, um, and so there. It's a it's a unique category, but it's also a very very small number of people. It is very small, uh-huh. and the the ones that they're trying to fit into that category to broaden it, like yeah. I said in that episode, uh, largely are one or the other. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to get rid of the binary, and uh, I just don't think that's feasible, logical, uh, natural. I, it's okay. So here is a way forward. That is to have a uh, in in a lot of our highly competitive sports to have a, um, a category for women, and then an open category. And part of the reason for that is that, that anyone can compete in men, women, and open. No, is that what you're no, 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 women, and open. Okay, just two. And the and the re- yeah just just two. And the reason for that is that. To call it men's, I can understand how someone who identifies as a woman, who is a woman in almost every respect, that then has to go and compete in a category that she that she says, "This is not me." Right, I'm with you. That's I, I can see how that's a uh-huh. real problem. And and when you're talking about clubs, co-ed clubs for basketball or for tennis or for whatever, right. that's fine. But that's different. That's the kind of running that I do. Okay, that's different though than someone who really is a gifted athlete and wants to participate at the highest level. Right? They don't want to come running with me. <laughs> right? They don't want to come running with me. Right? And so, uh, but but there, I think there needs to be a place for a person like that who wants to compete at the on the world stage, especially if we're intersex or if you've got uh, transgender uh, people who are 
there are those folks who are very, very gifted athletes and want to compete on the highest level. And they don't want to go to a club. They don't want to go to a, you know, where they're just messing around. And there needs to be a place for them. I really think there needs to be a place for them. And that's not easy. On the other hand, on the other hand, um, it wasn't until the 70s that anyone paid attention to women's sports. Mm -hmm. And now we have lots of women competing. And why not? Because it was mostly men who were making the decisions about money and saying, we want men to... It was in the 1970s, I think I I mentioned once before, that uh, most doctors said that a woman is not... It's not possible for a woman to run a marathon because... Right. Her uterus would fall out. <laughs> That's what doctors thought yeah. in the 1970s when mm. you and I were born. Right. I mean, we were alive at that time. This is not ancient history. Right. And nobody cared about women sports. And most, when I say nobody, the people who were in charge, who were men, men said, women, we don't care about your sports. You're not playing. And now what we've got is in, in just a generation, we have now people who were born as men putting women athletes who are phenomenal athletes down. If if there was only one category and everyone played together, there'd right. be no women. You wouldn't have heard of Serena and Venus Williams. Right. They're phenomenal athletes. Right. But you would never know it if there was if there was just one category. Right. I'm glad that we know about them and they deserve the glory that they get. And other women athletes yeah. do too. So yeah, I, I can get down with that. Basically saying that if, if there's any confusion you gotta compete with the men. Right. If there's any, if there's any middle ground, because it's just unfair to the women if you have if you have masculine characteristics of any kind, uh, you, you have an unfair advantage. Yeah. Okay. So, but there's got to that. I think there's got to be a lot of research done to, to yes. draw those lines because, you know, women have testosterone. It's yes, just they not, do. Uh, and some at the women same have levels. more than others. Some have more than others. Yes. Uh, therefore, they they're probably going to be. They potentially could be better at sports. Right. Um, and, and there are some women who are just better at sports than other women, uh-huh. and some men who are better at sports than other men. And that's part of the the whole joy of competition is to see uh, how much, how well can, how fast can I run? And how you see high can I jump? Our current society having the courage to draw a line and thus declaring some form of binary, even though if it's open category, they were still saying, this is where the women start. Mm. Do you really see our society at this stage doing that? I think they ought to, for sure. I think we could. I think we will. I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, women are just going to get beaten down. It's just not fair. It's not right. By biological men, again. Again. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I remember in the Olympics when there there's some. Uh, well, I'll just say they're, f- they're from other countries that, that yes. there's questionable as to yeah. whether they were women, uh-huh. and they were winning, uh-huh. and they did not look like women, right? And their physique, yes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. They yeah. were taking testosterone. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the hormone that makes you more and more male. Yeah, that's right. If a woman, an adult woman, yeah, uh, post puberty, uh-huh. takes testosterone, yeah. her larynx will grow, uh-huh. her voice will deepen, yes. her clitoris will grow yes. um, into a, a small penis. Okay. Um, she can start to get facial hair and hair and other parts of her body that she probably doesn't want, but um, th- this is the function of testosterone. But she probably will not have her hips get narrow and no, get it's too late for that. taller. Yep, too late for and that. And bigger, you know, all these things that, uh, and so in, in the same way, Someone who has gone through male puberty that then takes uh, uh, hormones to suppress uh, testosterone and have estrogen and uh-huh. uh, grow breasts and that, so forth. That person with all of that still has a large larynx and exactly the, yeah, the, big the, muscles and bone and density the lungs, and the heart and, and lungs. The heart, right? yeah, absolutely. All that stuff. Yep. And so, okay, so then someone who really who is there, though, does that mean that, okay— so you can't participate in sports anymore. Even so, you're you're an elite athlete and you you can't participate in sports. That I, I, my heart goes out to those folks. I my hear heart you. really hear goes you. out to I, those I could, folks. I could I could be fine with the open category. I think so. That is my best way of solving that issue is to say it's an uh-huh. open. It's not men. 
it's open. I think it's better than um, than three categories, like I thought you were suggesting, because no, then no, there's no, a no. big stigma for the, you know, no, and this is the intersex that. category, or this is the, uh, no. we don't know what you are category. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty cruel. It is. Yeah. Some have suggested that to, to go, to be parallel to like um, the Paralympics or the Special Olympics or, you know, those kinds uh-huh. of things. Uh-huh. Um, there's also uh, uh, amputation, I think, yeah. Olympics and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that's necessary because um, these transgender women who have uh, the bodies of men uh, have all the capabilities of a man. Mm-hmm. And so, but I also understand why they would not want to to uh, compete in a category uh, that's called men. Right. You say, I'm not, I'm not a man. Well, I'm not going to compete with men. It, but you do have a yeah. man's body. You have you yeah. have the athleticism of a man. That's probably a better way to say if it. If you are suppressing your testosterone, you are suppressing your performance. That's true too. And but I you know, I don't know what else to, to say about that. Right. I mean this is a decision that you've made. The decision to suppress testosterone is a decision that they've made. That's right. Yeah. Um and then and then perhaps to grow breasts, which could you know, is likely uh, to be to, in your way, maybe? To be in your way, to yeah. slow you down, you know, depending on how that adds weight that is not actually helpful for athletic performance. Um, yeah. If you're in karate or MMA, they're they're kind of, you know, they're painful targets. I mean, that you, you don't... You okay, know, uh-huh. Women who will wrap themselves up, you know, to protect their breasts. I see. Um, I didn't know that. Okay, that makes or, sense. Yeah, or, or, you know, they, they might wear like a, a very uh, padded... Sports bra, kind of, yeah. you know, some, something to help protect. Yeah. Um, the other way forward, I think, is help that would be helpful for us, not just an open category, women's and then open, but then also is, and this is going to be much more difficult to implement, but that is each sport is different. So I know in running, uh, the difference between men and women for sprints is massive. The uh-huh. difference between men and women for the marathon, not, not nearly so as big. Yeah. And then the difference between men and women for hundred mile races, uh-huh. ultra marathons that are right. like these crazy long, yeah. is almost negligible. Right. And sometimes in the big world stage hundred mile races, women win overall. Right. right. It's it's the the difference is negligible for those yeah. for those races, and for all sports. So for every sport, the difference between men and women is different. That's right. I mean, because the heart and lung capacity, and the you know the yeah. the, the quick. Twitch muscle, exactly the you know the the, the power and and acuteness. Right. I mean, men are really good at doing something really strenuous for a period, a short period, for of a time. short period of time, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, I think, in my opinion, women are probably better suited to do a, a lower intensity for longer, uh-huh. um, just by the way that our bodies are made and designed. Yeah. Uh, the policemen uh, say that the women have the easiest time carrying all that junk on their belt. Men, this causes men back problems and other like they just it huh, wears them down. But a woman can do a better job at that. They, they, yeah, um, that maybe it's because of their lower center of gravity or the way their their hips Wider are structured. Hips, yeah, they just have an easier time carrying know. that stuff around all day. Sure. Um, and then, so every sport is different when it comes to men versus women. So that would be true of basketball and I mean just everything. But then also, every transgender person is different, especially when you're talking about what level of uh, hormone therapy they're taking, what level of, you know, what did they, some people now are transitioning and, and like putting off their puberty, transitioning before puberty so that they take puberty blocking hormones so that they don't go through puberty. Okay, so what does that mean? Um, if a uh, biological male doesn't go through male puberty, but then like there's, there are tons and tons of different kinds of things that can happen to your body as you transition from male to female or from female to male. Uh, and then you got the whole intersex thing and everybody there is different as well. And so well, you got different sports and then the athletes are also that what, the, what, what their bodies, how closely their bodies resemble a, a male adult body. Uh, that can be very, very different. And so, uh, Another way forward is, and this is way complicated, but there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. There's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. um, This is the point of the conversation where I feel like uh, I've really wanted to respect your request to make this all about sports. Okay. But uh, it it does get to 
kind of the craziness of our culture and the self-actualization of our culture where people Mm -hmm. just want to be defined however they want to be defined. They want to make a new category for them because they're special. It's just like, to me, it starts begging the question, why do we have to have, you know, all these categories? Throughout history, there are two types of people, right? Mm -hmm. And a very small minority of those who are unfortunately, and and I'm compassionate towards those who are stuck in the middle. Yeah. But there are male and there are female. Right. That is, that is, that works. And that's God's design. Yes. Um, And so we're talking about issues that, that could be largely culturally induced, Mm -hmm. could Mm -hmm. be mental illness involved in some of these areas where if you're, if you're wanting to make that decision, that involves a lot of sacrifices. And, and I, I just don't know if society should should go through the rigors of of having the detail of of every you know male female gender per sport per you know length of duration all the kind of things like like this whole big spectrum um that i just it's it it seems overboard to me you know like it's just like let's break down the binary and i'm saying the, no the binary is there it's biological it's you know, and I would argue it's it's God's design, and and therefore anything that we try to deviate from God's design is what we call sin. Sure, you know that God has a design for marriage. Yes. If you yes, yes, if yes. you have intercourse outside of marriage, you're not using intercourse as it's designed. Correct. Therefore, it's sin. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I think you're exactly right about that. That is something that I we we are not living in. You and I are not living in a Christian culture, for sure. And so. For us to, and it's unreasonable to expect that our culture is going to comport with the ideals that you just exemplified. That I also agree with a hundred percent. Yeah, but we can we can lobby and we can vote and we can sure. you know we can speak. It doesn't mean that we comport either. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I also want people to be fair, and I want people to be included. Um, but you're right that there's a sense in which. Uh, one of the idols of our society is that I get to determine who I am all the time. Yeah, and I and, think that's and if, ridiculous. And if I want to be a world champion, I get to be a world champion. Right. Well, guess what? Maybe you'll never be a world champion. And, and when, I, when I coach my kids, you know, I tell them, we go to a tournament and there's 50 teams. Yeah. I say, only one of these teams yeah. is going to be the winner. Right. All the rest of them, all 49, are going to lose. Uh-huh. And so th- think about that for a second. Yeah. Right? Um, competition yes. means most of the time you're going to lose. Yeah, and sometimes you get to win. Yeah, sometimes that's not a guarantee. Rarely. Yeah, rarely. Yeah, and so but our culture is like I will win. I must be self actualized. And and you know we did this episode on homosexuality. Yeah, and our our way we break that down is that uh, we have compassion sure. and concern. Sure, but the scripture is pretty clear. That that celibacy is likely the answer, not the only answer. We, we right. go back and listen to that episode. We offer other other answers. Yeah, that's right. Um, but celibacy is probably the answer. Yep. That is a burden. Yep. That people have to carry yes. with that with that issue, and so if there is an issue where someone um, is trying to to change gender, um, maybe part of the burden is that you you know maybe you're not going to be a world champion in this sport. Um, or maybe you need to stay in your gender until your your athletic years are over, like like uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Jenner did. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, it's just this constant pressure that I want everything my way all the time, no matter what. And if you don't comply with me, you're a hater. Right. This is out of control. Well, there's a there's a. Um, it's interesting to me that people are saying I have the freedom to define myself. And I will define who I am, my gender, my race, my uh, what I'm good at and what kind of person I am. And I, have, I define it all myself. Uh, and I won't listen to what creation has done or, or uh, biology or God. And I won't, uh, you know, I, I, uh, it's not my family and it's not my race. It's not my whatever. I, I get to decide exactly who I am. And yet... Uh, which, which I think is hugely problematic mm. and doesn't ever work because those people then say, I, I have decided who I want to be. Now, the only way for me to be secure in that is for the entire world to affirm me. 
Right. And so I need you to affirm and what celebrate. I have said and celebrate right. who I am. Otherwise, I am afraid and insecure. Well, then you haven't defined yeah. yourself. You you are still being defined by what everyone else is saying. And if we yeah. all say, hey, look, you're a boy yeah. or you're a girl, I understand that. So gender is something that is uh, a social construct. Uh, sex is not, but gender is, and so if to a it, degree. I mean, to a degree, yeah. to a degree. But a social construct is a big part of it uh-huh. um, of gender, not sex. But if we, if the entire social society, social society says, "Hey, look, you're a boy." Okay, well then, guess what? Too bad, you're a boy. That's who you are, because we've said that. And then you say, "No, no, I'm a girl," and you all have to tell me that I'm a girl. Ah, uh, no, we don't. Yeah. Hey. I want let me let's do this. Okay. Let's um let's make a break here. Okay. And let's pick up this conversation for the next episode because I got I got a good direction for it. Okay. We'll stop right here then. Hey, listen, if you are already furious with us, <laughs> uh sorry for laughing. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh He's. I think that you're laughing because it's okay for people to be furious, and we actually are pretty open. I've known a number of transgender people, and yeah. I, I I hope that they listen to this, um, and it, they may be upset, um, and that's okay. That in one sense, I want to keep the dialogue going. That's part of what I want to say is, if you're furious with us, or you like what we're saying, either way, uh, would you write us at the Hopper Podcast at gmail dot com, and and we're happy to respond, and and we'll learn and grow together. Absolutely. Dave, as we are recording this, um, just a few days ago was Halloween. Correct. And my son went over to your house, and he said that he watched a scary movie, but then he didn't want to talk much more about that. Do you know what happened? I do know exactly what happened. Okay. Yes. Um, so it, your son has is not really into scary movies, but he's taking an interest in them. He's uh, His parents do not care for scary I've seen a few scary movies, and yeah. they just do nothing for me. And the same thing with my wife. And so we watch movies here. We love watching movies, but we just haven't introduced him to scary movies much be- because we don't watch scary movies. They're boring to us. Yeah. But they're not boring to him. He's uh, definitely taking an interest. Yes, so he, he had asked me a while back what would be a good scary movie, and... Um, then he was talking to my sons, and he wanted to watch one with them. Because y'all watch scary movies a bunch. Well, the kids really, yeah, the boys like them. Yeah. Uh, I think my daughter does too, but I liked them when I was younger. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and uh, now they're okay. I, yeah. I, you know, they're, they're, they're supposedly good for you. What? Yeah, the uh, the adrenaline, the uh, the excitement, the thrill. Okay. Even the jump scares uh-huh. is supposed to, to have, like, uh, some benefit Some, like, you. health benefits? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, right. I'll have to... Look that up again. Make sure Maybe I'm not making it up. Maybe that's why I'm fat, because I don't watch those stuff. <laughs> I need to watch more. <laughs> you, need, you need some thrilling action adventure in your life. This is how I'm um, going to pursue good health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a we have an attic space. Okay. Um, and, and in our house upstairs, it's the, there are several rooms built into the attic, and then there's just a little extra space into an unfinished part of the mm-hmm, attic. Mm-hmm. And you get you get in there from a bookshelf that moves like a little hidden door. Okay. Um, and it's not a lot of space back there. Uh, but I had my wife call the the boys down for ice cream. So and my son was, was there watching was there with your with two my, boys. Yeah. yeah okay. and so they came down for ice and cream. And they're watching a scary movie. They're watching a scary movie. They're about yeah. 20 minutes in. Okay. Okay. Um, I Oh, uh, come get some ice cream. Yeah, come get some ice cream. And so I sneak up and I get back behind that shelving unit, okay. uh, which is behind the TV yeah. and is, uh, you know, not part of the room and is in the attic I space. See. Okay. So, and there's another little door there that goes into the, the actual insulation. Okay. Okay. So there's just a little, little space there for some wires and things like that. Oh, I see. Enough for me to hang out there. And that's where you are. It's like, yeah. it's tiny, tiny space. It's a small space. It's a closet. And I'm, yeah, it's like a little closet and I'm hanging out in there. Uh-huh. Uh, right and, behind the TV. Right behind the TV. And they've got the volume up. The lights are dark. Uh-huh. Um, they're watching they, the scary They movie. have ice cream. They ask where I am. They say, oh, he's in his office. Don't tell him we're eating ice cream because, you know, I'm trying to, to, to lose weight and stop. <laughs> get off all the sugar, as okay. we've talked about. Yeah. So um, 
so they buy that. They come back up. They start the movie back up, and I patiently wait. Uh-huh. So a good prank, you need some patience, I think. Yes, yeah. yes. And so I, I wait until the movie builds, and there's a really scary moment. You can tell from the, you know, I'm listening to the movie, I can hear yeah. it, and the 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 music is rising, there's, uh-huh. there's a lot of intensity, some baby's crying, all this action's going on, and then it stops. And I slowly start pushing the shelving unit open. Oh, my goodness. And they don't, they're watching the TV, so they don't quite notice, but then it gets to a point where it starts to creak. Uh-huh. And as soon as it starts to creak, I just kind of slow it down and let it stop. Uh-huh. And then they see it. Okay. That it's open and they freak out. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh what is happening? Did you see that? <laughs> that was closed a minute yeah. ago, you know. And they sh- they slam it shut and I wait. And someone says, "Well, maybe the volume you know, maybe it's from the volume. Oh, the vibrations yep. maybe is opening it. Yeah, yeah, it's opening. And so they're coming up with their theories, you know. Oh. But your son was terrified. Was he? Yes. He okay. was ter- He was trying to, to flee uh, out oh. of the room. And they said, oh, come back, come back, come back. And then, and my sons who were older, yeah. they, they were curious how this was happening. Okay. They yeah. were scared at first. And then they started... Thinking through so it, thinking and figured through it the out. vibrations. And then, oh, China, wait, yeah. wait. We went oh, out for okay. ice cream. I bet Dad's back there. Um, oh, and so they started just uh, kind of milking it okay. for your for your son's benefit. Oh, they figured out basically <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, but the first five minutes they were terrified. They were terrified. Yeah, because okay. I, I did this again. At each scary scene, I started just creaking oh, it you open. Did, did it multiple times. I did it multiple times, and uh, so my boys figured it out. Your son yeah. was freaking out. Okay, it, it was a good time. Uh huh. Um, and then there's that that extra door in the back. I would open it quietly and then there'd be a scary scene and they would go quiet and then i'd slam that door oh! shut yeah and then all of them would jump uh-huh. you know and it, i'm looking i have the speaker i can see through oh, they can't can see, see me but i can oh, see them you can see through a speaker okay yeah and uh, and they all would they all jump you, you know uh, even though they know it's me at this point except uh-huh. for your son uh-huh. um so we had a good time scaring them okay uh, it was halloween they're watching a scary movie you know hey perfect perfect yeah i'm glad you did that he has come. He wants to watch more scary movies. So it, it yeah, it was good for his health, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time when we'll discuss colonoscopies for cats. Oh, yeah. My I, cat, I think, needs a colonoscopy. I'm sure he does. Mm-hmm. I, I, I bet you know someone else who needs to listen to that show. Be a pal and share the Hopper goodness with them. Send them a link, and if they still don't listen, throw an old pumpkin on their porch. Oh, boy. And be sure to subscribe or follow. Special thanks this week goes to our chief negotiator, Bernadette Bridge. Chief <laughs> negotiator.